Welcome to Mindful Empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, and today's guest is Linda Emanuel. We're going to talk about alkalinity, what it has to do with health and disease, and practical applications that you can use. Linda has an extensive knowledge in this area. She's the host of the Alternative Revelations podcast and author of Alternative Revelations, Knowledge is the Beginning of the Cure. Linda, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you, Dr. Mary. I didn't know you were a doctor. Yeah, a doctor of pharmacy, yes. Oh my gosh, that's even more uh, knowledgeable to be a pharmacist. My gosh, I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you for the description of me. (laughs) Yeah, I'd um, love to know a little bit maybe to start um, about your background and how you got into learning about more, more natural ways of, of treating things and how you got into your knowledge of alkalinity? Okay, well, in 2001, I had a trauma, an emotional trauma. And I ended up weeks later with lupus, MS, Crohn's, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, depression, you name it, neuropathy, granulomas under my armpits, lesions in my brain. I mean, I was really in bad shape. And I went to doctor after doctor and um, the grand, you know what a granuloma is. I don't have to explain that, do I? It's like the, it's like the plague, you know, with those big boils and they burst and, you know, they're just, it's infection. So, you know, one, I'd ask one doctor, why, what is causing these? And she said, ingrown hair. And another doctor said, change my deodorant. And I got sicker and sicker. They put me on steroids. They didn't, I had, I had uh, CAT scans and MRIs. I had lesions in my brain, in the right frontal lobes. I had uh, brain fog. I had severe depression. I could never sleep. I lost my libido. I was depressed. I was depressed so bad. I would have liked to have died. I wasn't going to kill myself. And I did, they didn't know what was wrong. And um, I went to, a, I broke away from the regular doctors and went to a pain doctor who was more open-minded, but he didn't know what the problem was. He did nerve and muscle tests where I had nerve and muscle damage neuropathy. I had the MS symptoms, the hormonal imbalance. And then on uh, actually February 28th of 03, a friend called me up and he at two o'clock in the morning because I could never sleep. And he said, I found it. I found it. And it was a organism that's called mycoplasma, M-Y-C-O-P-L-A-S-M-A. And interrupt me if you want to. <laughs> okay. And then uh, back then in 03, when I found out about it, if you would have Googled mycoplasma, you might've got 20 results. And I, I could not believe this was a bioweapon that got unleashed on us in the 70s and 80s. And I called Donald W. Scott up in Canada who blew the whistle on our bioweapon program. And I said, is this a joke? Of course it wasn't a joke. He had the patent for AIDS, mycoplasma fermentan, and the Visna virus are, are HIV. So I believed him and I, I, I have a curious mind and I wanted to know why I was so depressed I wanted to die, why I could never sleep, 
why I had lesions in my brain. Why, what caused these granulomas? And it was all mycoplasma. And how did you but figure was, out that that's, that's what it was? It was causing all these I, different things. I had all the typical symptoms. All the, they had all the symptoms. He had the Common Cause Medical Research Foundation going with mycoplasma researchers, real researchers, doctors, who are trying to find the, I don't believe in the word cure, but they were trying to find treatments and they didn't know what could kill it at the time. And I, I knew what was causing it, but I didn't, they didn't know what could treat it. So in 05, I went up to Canada to attend a mycoplasma conference in Sudbury, Canada, and talked to Dr. Harold Clark, a researcher his whole life, and he told me, try to find a tetracycline IV that can inhibit it, but not kill it. And you see, mycoplasma is a cell wall deficient bacterium that is a, that's a parasite. It actually has a purpose. When the host is dead, it's called decomposition. When the host is alive, it's called cancer or disease it breaks down your cells to re replicate itself. And it can't live without sugar. So they didn't know what could kill it because antibiotics do not work against cell wall deficient bacteria. So I had a list of doctors and doctors don't, didn't know about it back then. They might know more about it now, but they're not allowed to treat for it. And most, most of the mycoplasma, they're not. Maybe the pneumonia they are, but okay. So I found a doctor in Alabama who answered his phone and he was alternative and said, I've cured AIDS and chronic fatigue and diabetes. Well, all those are mycoplasma symptoms or diseases. So I went down and got two IVs of a product called mild silver protein. And it was invented in around 1892. And people might remember that the ancients used silver to kill bacteria. They drank out of silver chalices, ate off of silver plates. Even the Egyptians were buried with gold and silver, which could kill organisms that could be the secret to longevity, you know? Mm -hmm. So after two IVs, I went through the, after the first IV. I, I mean, I was in a wheelchair and couldn't even walk 10 feet. Hold, had to hold on, a walker wheelchair. And what you do is um, I tell people it's a membrane that surrounds the mycoplasma and it's called an endotoxin. And I like to tell people, and it's made out of a lipid and a, and a sugar, lipopolysaccharide. And the endotoxin is to the immune system like a drop of blood is to the shark. The immune system goes into a frenzy when it encounters mycoplasma, the endotoxin. So what happens when you get an IV of mild silver protein? It kills the mycoplasma on contact and the endotoxin is released and your immune system will respond like you're having the flu. You will get shivers and you'll get chills and fever. You might ache all over, just like the flu symptoms. And then that might last about, about two hours. And if one time I hate chicken wings, you don't want to eat chicken wings before you have the, before you have an IV because you'll throw it up. 
<laughs> just like the flu. So I, we, I went through the Herxheimer in the doctor's office, got an IV of the mild silver protein. And it's 20,000 parts per million. It's totally different than the stuff you buy in the store, you know, 100 parts per million. So the next, I went back to the hotel. I was exhausted and went to sleep. And the next morning, now I had to have help getting out of bed. And I had dystonia where I couldn't turn my head and I couldn't raise my hands above my head. And I was able to get out of bed and I could turn my head and I felt so good. I felt like a weight had been lifted off my chest. And oh my gosh. And then the next day, that was the, the day after the IV was a day of rest. And on Monday, that was a Saturday I got the IV. And then on Monday, I went into the doctor's office real early because I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and this was in Birmingham, Alabama. And the person who drove me down there wanted to get back to St. Louis that day. So I got the IV around eight o'clock in the morning and finished up. And I went through the Herxheimer on the way back in the car, but it, was, it wasn't as bad as the first time. The first time I just went through the shakes and the chills and the fever and, you know, they put blankets on me, you know, you kind of shake, you know, you just like the flu. So I went to the doctor that same week. I had gone to a new doctor who was more open-minded and I tested negative for lupus. I, I did have lupus too. I don't know if I mentioned that. And I felt so good. And uh, then I built a website and started talking about mycoplasma. And it was very difficult for people to understand I never did talk about the bioweapon and it's very people were just skeptical and you know where do I get the treatments and well and oh I did a lot of radio show and I built the website and in 08 I decided to go quiet because I had so much criticism and in, and then in your oh, case how did you how did you first realize that you had the mycoplasma was it was there a test that you you took I just had all the typical symptoms. Back then, if you wanted to do a PCR test, they, they were so, the government was so uh, anti-testing for mycoplasma because, you know, the Gulf War syndrome is mycoplasma. And they, it, you can't keep it out of vaccines. And I could go over GC Math and Dr. Bradstreet, what really happened there. But they were against any kind of mycoplasma testing. So... A lot of times these labs were afraid and you if you were tested PCR for mycoplasma, you would get maybe a, a false negative. You know, you would you wouldn't I mean, you wouldn't test positive. It was useless to try to get tested. But I had all the symptoms of a mycoplasma infection, you know, the neuropathy, the hormonal imbalance. And remember, the endotoxin is a lipopolysaccharide a fat and a sugar, right? Where's the easiest place in your body to uptake cholesterol or fat in your endocrine system? And I'm sure you know what that is. That's where you make your hormones. Mm -hmm. So that explains why people are so depressed, why you can't sleep, why you get diabetes, you know, all those are hormonal imbalances. You can get Hashimoto which is mycoplasma, are the mycoplasma, mycoplasma, I should add that mycoplasma first attacks you where you are genetically weak. Because doesn't the lion attack the weakest 
zebra, the easiest target. It will also attack damaged tissue because that's easy too. Like for instance, if you smoke and you quit, it's very dangerous to quit without knowing what you're doing because one of the things in nature that kills mycoplasma is nitrogen. They're called alkaloids, C-H-N-O, and I'm sure you know what that is. Maybe an alkaloid too. And tobacco has, I'm not condoning, I'm not saying smoke at all. Uh, tobacco contains 61 alkaloids, and one of them is nicotine. So when you're smoking, they want you to quit smoking because they want you to get sick. When you're smoking, you're semi-protecting yourself. And when you quit smoking and you have some kind of trauma or stress, which makes your body acidic and mycoplasma activates with trauma or stress because your body becomes acidic and it monitors three things, your immune system, your oxygen level because it's anaerobic and your pH. And how, how common is a mycoplasma infection? In people? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, they unleashed this on us. Un, you know, un, we were unknowing just during the sexual revolution. Okay. It, it's all an agenda really, I think. And everybody's bed hopping. If you know what that means. And that's how it's spread through body fluids. And people have a hard time with that. Uh, the man, uh, you know, what a man does, he, he has it, 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 uh, have, uh, it lives in the prostate. So he just gives it to the woman or, or even through the mouth, you can get mycoplasma. So it's very, I tell people you either have to be monogamous or celibate. In these days, everybody is sick. And the reason people can't figure it out is this. Each and every one of us has different degenerative tissue in their body. So a husband may get prostate cancer and the wife may get diabetes or depression because they're passing it back and forth. Their child inherits, well, if it's a girl, she could get diabetes. You, you pass on your degenerative weaknesses to your offspring. And a whole family can be sick with different symptoms. Like this is a good example. Uh, Tom Hanks has diabetes. And his wife got breast cancer. Same organism, different places. So pretty, would you say pretty much most people then at this point have, have the mycoplasma? Yes, it, it's might not, it might not be activated, but with the times where they are right now, everybody's so stressed out that a lot of these COVID symptoms are probably mycoplasma. You know, the chron, it's chronic, and I can tell you why people get the chronic fatigue. I can tell you why people get anemic all that stuff, you know, I, I learned everything. And it also can, mycoplasma can be the cause of heart disease. 
Yeah. So we, yeah, you mentioned that if it gets activated, so it could just, people could have it, but it's in an inactive form and then not having any problems, but only if it gets activated. Is that right? Yeah. It's activated through a change in pH, a sudden change in pH because it's laying dormant. See, it's laying dormant in your body waiting to wake up to break down your body when you're dead. But when you activate it, through trauma or stress or low oxygen, you know, it it monitors your oxygen level. Like for instance, when you go up at the Pikes Peak, it's real high elevation, less oxygen. It activates and people get altitude sickness. That's mycoplasma flare up. So would the, would the better question be how do, how do people prevent it from being activated or how to, um, deal with get it. rid of it out oh, of the body lots, there's lots of ways to kill it lots of ways many ways not just with the silver um, if you're going to seek out an alternative doctor I, I tell people I'm not a doctor by the way but I found that you don't go through the Herxheimer see oxygen kills it it's anaerobic it, it on, in, on contact with oxygen, it's dead. And it doesn't shed the endotoxin and you don't go through the Herxheimer. So if you can find a good alternative doctor that gives an H2O2 IV, which is hydrogen peroxide, that just knocks it out. And it seems like more doctors give that than the mild silver protein. And also, again, alkaloids kill it. You know, uh, the nicotine patch, you know, that's, it's kind of drastic to do that, but uh, bur- um, golden seal has berberine in it, which is a real, probably the most powerful alkaloid out there, golden seal. Sulfur kills it. You know, how many times, this is kind of getting personal, not personal, but kind of intimate. Many times when a woman has sex with a carrier, she'll get a urinary tract infection. That is mycoplasma. And they give you a sulfur drug to get rid of it, but it never really gets rid of the whole thing. And if you have had urinary tract infections and it activates as a mycoplasma infection later on, it goes straight to the knees or joints like lupus and stuff like that. I found that out. You know, that's what happened to me. I started off a long time ago with a urinary urinary tract infection. My boyfriend told me he had urethritis and not knowing what that meant and not not knowing about mycoplasma, every time we hit, were intimate, I got a urinary tract infection until I finally said enough's enough. But then he got, got me infected enough that when I did have a real trauma, I ended up with all those illnesses. And you can also get mycoplasma through airplanes, uh, through recycled air. If somebody's on an airplane with a a active mycoplasma infection, but doesn't mean you're going to get sick. It takes some kind of an event or trauma, emotional, physical, or a lot of stress, which turns your pH to acidic, and then it'll activate. So to help to prevent that, like the change in pH, um, maybe kind of like bringing up about the alkalinizing the body and alkalinity. Right, because... The blood always stays alkaline It hit 7.25, I think, to 7.45. And it'll, it will, if like if people drink soda, they really don't know how dangerous soda is. It's like one pH and your blood is seven. So your, 
your body will automatically pull calcium, magnesium, whatever, to neutralize that acidity in your blood. Because if your blood's acidic, your red blood cells can't carry oxygen. So, but when people have an acidic diet, their tissues, what your, do your listeners know what, what pH is and what determines your pH? I think maybe just yeah, go over, if you want to go over that, just kind of at a basic okay. level. What determines your pH are minerals. And minerals are like rock. And there's acid minerals and there's alkaline minerals. And the only source, the only source of alkaline minerals are in fruits and vegetables. That is why you see documentaries like what forks over knives or whatever they call it, or those movies where people go on a, a vegetarian diet, they get well because they're not a meat is acidic. So Alkaline and acid minerals are opposites and they bind and neutralize each other. So when you drink that one, that soda that has a pH of one, it's almost like pure, it's really high acid. Your body will pull calcium out of your bones to neutralize the blood. It's got to, but the tissues, when you eat that food, that's acidic, anything with chemicals in it makes it acidic. Even if it's a, carrots or uh, green beans, you know, and uh, your cells become acidic. They, that, those, the minerals break down to like an ash and they determine your pH. And when you, and now you've created a perfect environment for mycoplasma, it lives in acidic pH. It lives between really well between five and 6.8. Now, our gut has to stay acidic because we need that good bacteria to help us break down our food or we'll just have diarrhea. And in the soil is acidic because plants need bacteria to break down their food. But then there's your bad bacteria that cause disease that are parasitic without a cell wall. And plants have a defense against that. They're called alkaloids. And that is why cannabis is anti-cancer. It has alkaloids in it. It's not the, the, it's not the cannabinoids. Those are either fragrance or taste. You know, those are totally different. It's the alkaloids, like in tobacco. But they, don't, they can't tell you the truth why cannabis is effective against cancer and disease because that would give it all away. It would tell you that it's an infection. Cancer and disease are infections. So for so to help people not become, not to have their, their blood and their body become too acidic, they, what would be um, things, so we talked about kind of like certain vegetables they could eat to help to, alkalize the body and what would be what would be other other things that would be good for people to do as well dark green um now i don't know if they want to if they have a little money to spend there is a thing called ion spa ion foot bath that will pull the acidic mineral waste out of your tissues through your feet you can i can tell you a story about that but that will alkalize your body um you can do Baking soda is nine, 
remember, it works the opposite way. If you eat high alkalinity, your body says, I must balance, I must balance. It will pull acidic mineral waste out of your tissues to neutralize that high alkalinity. You can make it go the other way. Like baking soda is nine. I can't remember what magnesium is right off the top of my head, but uh, lemons are alkaline, but they're acidic going down. But once they start working in the body, they're more, they're, they're alkaline minerals in there. Lemons are really good with baking soda. Um, I can't think of the one uh, that Alka-Seltzer makes uh, called Alka-Seltzer Gold. That's a really good product to help alkalize you. But the big thing is try not to drink a lot of soda because you'll end up with osteoporosis or your bones will, you know, you, the calcium will be pulled out of your bones. And, and really, so if we have like, you know, acids on one side and then base on the other to um, alkalize, it's really to not necessarily going in the, in the opposite direction, like the, to be basic, but to prevent the, the sudden change in pH and, and give it a, a buffer. Well, yeah, you have to really watch uh, trauma, either emotional or physical. And once you know, if you've come down with something, you can knock it out a lot easier than if you stay sick for several years. Uh, like I said, uh, there's lots, I have on my website, lindaemmanuel.com, I have all the protocols that kill it and what, you know, ways to kill it and why, not just this kills it, but why does it kill it? And my book is actually free for the download. It's free on my website, The Deep State Bandit. So I'm giving it away for free. Uh, LindaEmmanuel.com? Yeah, Linda Emanuel with two M's, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L.com. It's about a 200-something page book. And you don't have to read it from the front to the back. You can kind of skip around it. And it tells you why, why chronic fatigue. I could explain that if you want to later. I can explain about GCMAF. I could explain about why people get an anemia when they get a mycoplasma infection. I can explain heart disease, what causes it. All kinds of things. It's all in the book, too. And I reversed my macular degeneration. I once had that. I have a degenerative macula, and I reversed it. I can drive now. Yeah, that, that is amazing. And it, it, as far as your personal experience, too, with um, working on alkalizing the body, was, is there anything else that, um, that you did or tried and how you found that? Um, let me think about this. I've done, it seems like when I, you know, I'm God driven. Okay. It seems like I always go through these things to find a treatment. <laughs> I'm like my own Guinea pig, you know? Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's all in the book. If they want to look through it, there's so much I could say, you know, there's just, uh, there's a lot of alkaline alkalizing protocols in the book. And I acknowledge if I got it from somebody else, you know, if I, I don't try to plagiarize anybody. And if I say, well, this came from uh, I, uh, Tony Isaac, I think his name is the one that does the oleander and uh, oleander soup. And I tell you what plants are in your backyard that are, that are super out, al- that are super antimicrobial, that 
you know, help you keep well and uh, cyanogenic glycosides. I love to talk about that one. Cyanogenic glycosides, uh, amygdalin is in uh, apricot pits. And I love to tell that story. Hmm. You know what, you know what cyanogenic glycosides are? It's okay to say no. <laughs> well, the plant world has three ways to defend themselves. They have alkaloids, which are CHNO, and th those are the ones in your poppy, your ca uh, cannabis, your golden seal, your uh, blood root. And then another way that plants, they protect themselves from the anaerobic bacteria in the soil because they cause plant disease too. And they, uh, plants also use sulfur to kill bacteria. And I lost my track. Okay, cyanogenic glycosides contain a cyanide that kills the cancer germ. We don't make, cyanogenic glycosides contain a cyanide, but it always takes an enzyme to make something work. And the human body does not produce the enzyme to release that cyanide. So when you take the pure apricot kernels, the inside of apple seeds, the inside of peach kernels, flax seed, they contain a cyanogenic glycoside. But again, the human body does not make the enzyme to release the cyanide. The cancer germ mycoplasma does. So I like to tell the story of like, why don't Eskimos get sick? They don't have vegetable gardens, but alkalinity, they eat blubber. They eat caribou, they eat fish. They don't have apple trees. They don't have anything. So how the Eskimos stay healthy is this. I don't know if I'll say the word right, a ruminant or ruminant that chews a cud, right? You know, the, like a, a goat, a sheep, a cow, a deer, they chew a cud, right? Mm -hmm. Well, all around the world, there are these grasslands in Asia, Africa, America, Canada. And the first, and these animals that are ruminants or ruminants, I can't, I don't know if I pronounce it right. They chew a cud and they'll, they'll eat the grass and they have to make a dash for it or the predator gets them. And then they chew that cud. And in those grasses contain cyanogenic glycosides. And in that cyanogenic glycoside contains a cyanide. So the first thing a predator will eat when they kill a deer is the contents of the deer's stomach, the grasses, because if that keeps them from getting sick. So the favorite food of the Eskimo or one of their delicacies is the contents of this caribou's stomach, those grasses, which contain cyanogenic glycosides. And they've already chewed the grass and broken down the outer layer of that grass and released the cyanide, cyanogenic glycosides. And if you don't have the cancer germ in your body, the cyanogenic glycoside just passes right through. Because there's no enzyme present to release the cyanide. I hope I kind of told it clearly. It's fascinating, you know, um, I, had a, I wrote an article saying, why do Eskimos, how do Eskimos stay healthy, you know, if we're supposed to be alkaline? Right, yeah, yeah, that is, that is 
It's just it's fascinating. Now, people should know the word laetrile. That is a man-made copycat of amygdalin. It's highly poisonous. You will die if you if you knowingly take the real laetrile that was made done. They were doing Mexico several, several years ago. Laetrile is poison, but amygdalin is mother nature's product. It's re, it's natural. It's not harmful. Only if you have the cancer germ in a cell, then it'll kill it. And so, so um, people who have these different types of cancers, um, I know you talk a little bit about the relationship between mycoplasma so that it could be the mycoplasma infection then um, I don't know, in some cases or in all cases, that is, is what is kind of starting that the cancer in people? Well, the, the most common cause of cancer and disease is mycoplasma. Breast cancer, leukemia, lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, breast cancer. Mycoplasma, again, needs fat. And what are breasts? Fat. And the macula in the eye is fat. And if you have a degenerative macula, it's going to attack your macula and you're going to get macular degeneration. We've got it from age really young, but a lot of about 11 million people in 016 had macular degeneration in America. But they probably had other mycoplasma symptoms along with it, like diabetes or neuropathy and mycoplasma. Think about this. Mycoplasma needs fat and it needs sugar. And the e another easy place to find fat is myelin sheath around you, which covers your nerves. So when it damages your myelin sheath, you get neuropathy. Yeah, I mean, really, there are so many diseases now more and more prevalent, you know, even with a increasing cost of healthcare and more medications. Um, yeah, they is, don't treat, they don't treat for the cause. They treat the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, the, have, have oh, you I'm found um, like a, ba a basic or um, like some standard things that would apply to people, you know, whether they have, you know, asthma or arthritis or, or even cancer or something else kind of, basic, you know, things that could apply to pretty much anybody that would help them? Well, you just named all mycoplasma infections when you said asthma and you might have said diabetes and arthritis. Those are all, it could be viral. I mean, arthritis can be viral too, but uh, most of it is my always mycoplasma. It's so common now. Everybody's got it, uh, whether they just have the depression, whether they just have Hashimoto. It just depends where they're weak in the body. And some people just have a really good immune system. They can fight it off and they end up being carriers, you know? So you really, the biggest thing is you really have to be careful who you share body fluids with. I know I'm lecturing or kind of talking down. I mean, I, I, I've learned from experience. I'm I've been celibate for years now. I have to be, it, you know, you get sick enough you don't want to be sick again. It only takes one. You could get reinfected. It's, it's not one of those that you can get a shot. You can get a, you can be reinfected. And then it'll start off where it left off. 
and you'll be sick as sick again where you were last time. So it, how much pain causes change, you know, pain causes change. How is that? Is that uh, 10 minutes of ecstasy worth a lifetime of suffering? You know, I don't know. It wasn't to me. So yeah, definitely being more conscious of some of um, those right, right. Type, types of things. Um, right. How about in terms of um, like diet or supplements or? Um, well, you can you can do you can do. Um, I have in the book. It's free download. You that the baking soda protocols. There's several of them. I go through the molasses and baking soda protocol that got Vernon. Uh, I can't think of his last name. He got him well with stage four. Uh, prostate cancer and yet it metastasized to the bones so think about this when you when they say it metastasized all mycoplasma is doing is thinking you're dead and it's breaking down your body and spreading that's metastasizing it's just spreading it's breaking down your body but you're alive and the worst thing a cancer patient could do they need to really be on a, 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 a kind of like a ketogenic diet. Absolutely nothing that turns to sugar. You have to starve it. It can't live without sugar. No way. And you'll even crave sugar when you have cancer or mycoplasma infection because it's robbing you of your carbs and it makes you hungrier for them. And the worst thing you give a cancer patient is pasta, ice cream. Let's fatten her up with some ice cream because she's going to lose some weight. No, (laughs) that's the worst thing you could eat is something that turns to sugar in your body. Yeah, I think a lot of people might not think of pasta as, you know, connecting that with with sugar, but but really cutting back on the sugar would help with so many different health health things. You could could get yourself well just by going on a plant-based diet with, I wouldn't even do the carrots, you know, because they have some sugar in them. If you really want, if you're really serious and disciplined, you, I have in the book, and on my website, I have the alkaline acidity charts, what each food is, how acidic, how alkaline. I, I could pull it up on my computer. I'm sitting in front of the computer. I could pull it up. And what I did was I don't have a number. I'll put like mildly acidic, acidic, highly acidic, you know, like a range. Because who could pinpoint a number because it determines what's in your soil, whether it's how alkaline or acid it is. Because the plant can only pick up what's in the soil. And one of the the cheapest, I love this one. One of the cheapest way you can get minerals is by azolmite. You know what azolmite is? Um, I'm not sure offhand. Well, it's a A to Z of minerals in trace elements. It comes from places like in Utah, where there were great salt lakes or, you know, oceans, and they take the salt out and it's like pinkish. And this man discovered, I don't know, in the 50s or 40s, and he had it, it's all the minerals the body needs. 
And what he did was he gave it to animals and he put it in the, the gardens and, and it just, the animals flourished and the gardens flourished because it's all these minerals. So they don't recommend it for people, but I take it, I put it in a smoothie. It's all ground up like powder. And you put it in a smoothie. And then if you want to rebuild your, I rebuilt my joints because I was so crippled. I had one knee replacement because I didn't know any better. And the other knee needed it. And I said, heck no. So I did diatomaceous earth, MSM, which is like a organic sulfur. And I did azomite in a smoothie with hemp seed. And I, I repaired my, my joints. And so how is, how is the other knee that you didn't have it? You didn't have the replacement bone. It's, better, it's, it's, in, it's in good shape. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the way I was when I was 40, but it, it's, I don't need a knee replacement and it doesn't hurt. My joints don't hurt. I was in really bad shape. I was in the fetal position in O2 in bed, wasting away like Alzheimer's. It was eating me alive. And um, if I knew what I knew now in the beginning, I wouldn't have even been sick more than a week or two. But, you know, I, I had to go through that to help other people, I think, you know, to, to be able to uh, go through the experience. Yeah, you're in a position now to, to share everything that you've, you've yeah. learned and really help other people. Yeah. I could, let me, can I go over chronic fatigue? Because people all, yeah. oh, that's a typical mycoplasma symptom. And this is yeah. what happens. Um, how do I start? Okay, mycoplasma is a total parasite. It has no cell wall. It needs a host, just like when it's breaking down a dead body to replicate. And what it does is it gets inside the cell and it just starts tearing it apart. And now this is from the researchers, not me. And the cell dies and ruptures and outspill the replicated mycoplasma along with the contents of the cell. And one of the contents of the cell is called glutamate. And you've heard of that, MSG, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and glutamate is an excitotoxin. It's used to communicate, okay, with the cell. But outside in the bloodstream, the body has a mechanism. It cannot tolerate glutamate in the bloodstream. So to turn glutamate into glutamine, or mine, whatever it is, it takes an ammonia ion off a of urea in the blood. And when that chemical reaction happens, a cyanide ion is released and uptaken by a neighboring cell. And it shuts the Krebs cycle down, I believe, in the third cycle. or It just shuts the mitochondria down. And you do not make any energy. And you experience chronic fatigue. But the researchers told me that eventually the red blood cells have to carry off that cyanide. So it's not permanent, but that, that's why people are experiencing chronic fatigue, cell death from the cell death and the glutamate. And that's what, and actually the cause, if you, if you think about it, uh, some Nobel researchers, I don't, I, they might've known the truth but they got millions of dollars because they discovered that this protein modification in the blood causes this other protein to be created and it blocks arginine from being turned into nitric oxide and the endothelial cells in your arteries 
to relax your arteries, to let your blood flow easy. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelial cells. And when that protein modification happens from the glutamate to the glutamine, that one, I can't remember the name of the protein, they're all in the same family. It blocks arginine from being turned into nitric oxide and the endothelial cells, which are the innermost lining of your arteries, they become sticky and hard, are sticky, yeah, sticky and hard. And then things can adhere to those artery walls because they become sticky. And then mycoplasma can, can land there and start building biofilm plaque, like on your teeth is biofilm from my, mycoplasma. And that's how you get heart disease. And another way to get heart disease is MSG. People really didn't have heart disease until MSG was introduced into our country. And glutamate in the MSG is, has the same reaction in your body it's when you have a mycoplasma infection. It causes that one protein, I don't remember the name of it, causes that protein to block arginine from being turned into nitric oxide. Your blood vessels cannot relax. You get a high blood pressure and you get heart disease. You eat too much MSG over time. So for, and so for someone who ha- thinks maybe they have the, the chronic fatigue, um, besides like not you know, being more conscious of the food they eat and not eating things that have the MSG in it. Well, what else would you say? Well, MSG and uh, uh, really got to watch your sugar. Okay. Really got to watch the sugar. Like eat green, green and yellow and orange, like Edgar Casey said a long time ago. That can get you well. You can do, uh, you can do uh, enemas, like you know, alcohol, you know, some you know anything that can reverse the acidity mycoplasma cannot live very well in an alkaline cell they need they have to be in acidity and most people their cells are acidic because of all the food they eat their diets are processed foods anything you eat in a restaurant even if it's a vegetable if it's been processed it's acidic and um is you said, if you knew, you know, what you know now, if when you originally, you know, had started having the, you know, different, different things, you, you could have, you know, gotten rid of it taken, in two weeks. I would have taken golden seal. That's the really powerful. You can get that. You got, I do have a podcast on my thing. You got to really be careful. A couple months ago, China was putting arsenic in the golden seal coming from China. And I told people how to determine if it has arsenic in it. I have a podcast on that, it, you know, and, um, but to get it, to get, if you're going to get golden seal, don't make sure it's not coming from China or the ingredients aren't coming from China to be really careful about China. Mm-hmm. They're not our friends. Yeah. So you, you would, if you knew everything, you know, that, you know, right now in the beginning, um, you know, you would have you would have taken the the golden seal and be conscious of where they're coming from and what the ingredients are and um and what what else would you have done? Well, I would have changed my diet. I well, I don't drink any soda anymore at all. 
and I don't drink, I don't, I try to stay away from acidic foods and I'm not perfect. I'm still a meat eater, but not a lot, but mostly fruits and vegetables. And you have to really watch, you look at the ketogenic diet. I have that whole page on it in my book and on my web, the front of my website, you can just pull it up and it's all uh, low sugar. That's what the ketogenic diet is, all low sugar. Yeah, thanks for sh- sharing that. Yeah. And um, mycoplasma is in vaccinations or, you know, uh, vaccinations. They can't keep it out. It's the smallest living organism. There is a smaller than a virus and it can cross the blood brain barrier and it causes Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, Lou Gehrig's. Uh, it's just so it just depends where you're genetically weak, where it attacks you. And in my case, I was guess I was genetically weak all over because I had Crohn's, I had fibromyalgia, I had chronic fatigue, I had lupus, I had MS, I had rheumatoid arthritis. It was it was picking on me, you know, but uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. And the drugs make you more acidic. And I'm not telling people not to do their drugs because then you, you can't get off. You can't get off steroids, cold turkey. You'll you'll get. I don't, you know, I don't know what I, I got off of them cold turkey and I became like my hands swelled out like lobster claws. You know, I don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. You have to be very careful getting off the drugs. You have to be under supervision for that. Right. Yeah, you already, you probably know that being a pharmacist. Yeah, yeah, definitely would want people to consult with their, yeah, whoever yeah, is prescribing that. Yeah, alternative, alternative yeah. doctor. There's a lot of good alternative doctors out there that want to help. And um, a lot of them, I don't know if a lot of them know about mycoplasma. I'll tell you a little story. It works on pets too, the mild silver protein. I got I got some from the doctor that I got well. And now I have I have the direct source for it, but I don't really want to sell it. But a friend of mine, uh, remember cats and dogs can have trauma too, right? And my friend adopted a little kitty from the pound. She named him Merlin. And he comes home and he gets this big tumor sticking out of his eye. And she takes it to the vet and he recommends she goes to an ophthalmologist vet. Very expensive. She takes little Merlin out there and the doctor says, well, we can take his eye out. You know, he does he get by with one eye well she didn't want that you know so she called me up and I said well come over and I gave her a little vial of the mild silver protein and I said put it in eye drops in his eyes and in mouth because it is systemic you know cancer and disease you know mycoplasma and you know two weeks later the tumor was gone It works great for like if you have a toothache, if you because it'll you can put the mild silver protein drops on your gums and it penetrates the gums and it kills the bacteria inside your gum. I mean, I recommend going to the dentist, but I mean, if you're really desperate with times the way they are with people out of jobs and no money, um, who can afford a dentist? You know, you might still have the. Uh, the decay, but you won't have any bacteria causing it. And that's where the pain comes from is the bacteria. And yeah, you said you, you don't, you don't sell the, I, I really don't try to sell it. I, 
I mean, there is, you can find it on the internet, uh, the mild silver protein, just Google it. I think even Amazon, there's some sellers on there. The stuff I have is 20,000 parts per million. And I don't really have MasterCard to take people's money. And I've been, I'm really trusting and people have gotten it from me and never paid me. And I've never pursued them. How do you pursue somebody 10 states away or five states away? You know, you just can't. So I, I just try not to, I just try to avoid it. Unless somebody really is desperate, you know, I'll do it. But um, it's, you can get it on the internet, on Amazon, there's sellers. And try to get as high a parts per million as you can. And uh, yeah, it, it's probably the most effective way to kill it. But there's other ways you can, like if you have asthma, I've told people you can nebulize golden seal extract, you know, the tincture. You don't want to do the alcohol, but you, you could, you know, because asthma is mycoplasma. And hydrogen peroxide, a little girl down in, I won't say her name, she had asthma so bad. And she got a couple uh, H2O2 IVs and now she's fine. Yeah, Michael thank you for, sh for sharing, Linda, and giving some really practical things that people can do to and consider. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners today? Well, I could explain anemia. It's real easy. Mm -hmm. Michael, we use, uh, you know, do, your list, do you think your listeners know why we have to breathe? Why we have to have oxygen? Um, I, I, I can tell I, them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think like, yes, but then I think it's almost good to, you know, go over just okay. to really well, think about the exact reasons. I think what really helped me with understanding mycoplasma, I took human biology in college and I never, I aced all the tests because I over, overkilled study, but I figured, I mean, when the teacher's going over it, I'm like, I understand why we breathe now. Oxygen is a waste hauler. And we do not use carbon by itself and we do not use hydrogen by itself. So we have to have a way when those cells are breaking down carbohydrates, we have to have a way to get rid of carbon and we have to have a way to get rid of a hydrogen, CO2 and H2O. That's it. Okay, mycoplasma does not use oxygen to metabolize. It uses iron. So when you have a mycoplasma infection, the liver secretes a hormone that goes to the macrophages, which are your red blood cell recyclers. They're the keepers of the iron. They're the ones that release the iron to the newly made red blood cells. So when that hormone is released, your body is telling the macrophages, Hold on to the iron. We have a mycoplasma infection. And the macrophages hold on to that iron. And people on mycoplasma infections, they get anemic. They have the iron, but it's not being released. So what do these doctors, some doctors do? I'm not going to say all of them. They give IVs of iron. Or they give somebody's IV of somebody else's blood that they don't do tests for mycoplasma on. So I know if you need, if you need blood, know your source. I guess I could say that. See if you can give your, if you're gonna go in for surgery, get, do your own blood. See if you can make arrangements where you can 
use your own blood later, you know, have them take it and then use it later because you don't know whose blood you're getting. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the blood, it's systemic. When you have cancer or disease, it's, it's circulating in your blood. It's metastasizing, spreading. I have pictures of it on my website, the mycoplasma from Dr. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. I think we explained the chronic fatigue. We explained the anemia. Mm-hmm. The GC math, I don't know if, you're, if your listeners are familiar with GC math. I'll go ahead on that. Okay. Well, GC math, you, everybody's probably heard of Dr. Bradstreet. He was the one that got autistic children well down in Georgia, Florida. And then they killed him. He was found shot in the chest in a river in North Carolina. He was probably murdered, but they said it was suicide. Okay, he, his son, I don't know if it was his stepson or his real son, had autism. And of course, when you have a child, you want them to get well. So he started, he opened an autistic clinic. And he probably didn't know about mycoplasma. I can't say that for sure, but he noticed that these autistic children had mycoplasma infections and they were high in nagalase. Nagalase is an enzyme that mycoplasma use to break down sugar. And it's a cancer marker, but doctors won't be able to tell you why. It's because nagalase and mycoplasma go hand in hand. He noticed the nagalase in the blood and he noticed the children had autism. And then what happens is when you have nagalase in your blood, mycoplasma can disable your immune system. And this is what happens. When you have an, to activate your macrophages, you need a, let's see what you call it, macrophage activating. The liver produces a protein. It's called the GC protein. And that has three sugars on it. Two of the sugars, and I won't go through the names of them, two of the sugars are stripped off by different T cells, you know, in the immune system. One sugar has to remain for vitamin D to attach to the GC protein to activate the macrophage when you have an infection. Nagalase in the blood when it comes into contact with the GC protein, doesn't matter when it comes in contact with it before the vitamin D, it strips off that essential sugar from the GC protein and the vitamin D cannot attach to the GC protein, becomes useless, your immune system doesn't activate. So what Dr. Bradstreet realized was the nagalase relationship with the GC math. These children did not have an immune system because they had a mycoplasma nagalase infection. You know, the nagalase is an enzyme that mycoplasma use to break down sugar. So a doctor, uh, I don't know, I don't think it was a doctor, it was a, a man in England, I can't remember, David Oakes maybe, I could be wrong. He developed, he opened labs making GC math. 
Now, people really don't know about cancer and disease, the cause of it. And somebody got the bright idea and it was he, he got 5,000 autistic children well with GCMF and diet, diet too. And then somebody got the bright idea. I wonder if it would work for cancer. And that's what brought him down. It started working for cancer because cancer is caused by mycoplasma, the most common cause of cancer and disease. The nagalase, remember? Now the GC protein, the GC math, once it becomes with the vitamin D, I don't think the sugar can be stripped off of it. So that's when they, that's when they, uh, Dr. Bradstreet got murdered. And that's when David Oaks went to prison and all the GC map labs around the world got shut down and it's against the law to buy it, sell it, or have it in your possession. And what is the GC math treatment that they were using? Well, when your immune system needs to be activated, the liver produces a GC protein, which becomes a GC macrophage activating factor when the vitamin D is attached to it. But before the vitamin D can attach to it, there's three sugars on the GC protein made in the liver. Two of those sugars have to be stripped away by T cells. But that third sugar has to remain for that vitamin D to attach, to attach the GC math to the receptor on the macrophage, which activates your immune system. So when the nagalase comes into contact with that GC protein getting ready to get onto vitamin D, it strips that sugar off and the vitamin D cannot join the GC protein and becomes useless. And your immune system is compromised. You have no immune system with the nagalase in your blood. Okay. And this is a this is a treatment that was working successfully for Dr. Bradstreet in treating the the children with yeah, autism and, and also cancer. It was like a, a real it went viral, you know, and people were taking it and getting well. And the reason they were getting well, it was it your immune system was activating, and people could use their immune system to get well. But when you have uh, when you don't have the GC math GC activating, you know, the GC protein macrophage activating factor. That's when it becomes one with the, uh, with the vitamin D. And there's a receptor on the macrophage that it attaches to, and that activates the macrophage. Otherwise, the macrophage keeps on sleeping. And your macrophages are like your warriors. They go out and they eat the pathogens. Can people take that, like, as a, the GC math as a supplement or just as a, through IV? You can't buy it. It's against the law to even have it. Mm. And David Oakes went to prison for it. And he, he was just, it's a natural substance that's made in your body. But they do not want people uh, to know about the truth. They never did really tell the truth. Dr. Bradstreet did mention mycoplasma once on a lecture. And I like, why wow, he knows, you know, and he knows about the nagalase and the GCMF and why, why it works. Yeah, but um, there's other ways, you know, you could, there's a product called Carnivora. And one of the things I'm really good at is figuring out why something works. And Carnivora uh, is, uh, even the manufacturers didn't know why. And I think they got my book and now they put down there why it works. But mycoplasma's endotoxin, 
Remember I said its membrane is made out of a lipopolysaccharide and an endotoxin is to the immune system like a drop of blood is to the shark. It causes it to go into a feeding frenzy. Well, Carnivora, uh, President Reagan had colon cancer in the White House and he didn't want to get chemo. So he, they out of the country, they had to get it. Now you can buy it in the country. He got Carnivora and got well. And this is the reason Carnivora worked for him or works for some people, not everybody. But Carnivora is made from the Venus flytrap plant. It's a really unusual plant. And one of the phytochemicals in the Venus flytrap is a lipopolysaccharide, which causes the immune system to seek out endotoxins, which is mycoplasma. It's another one people don't know. And the manufacturers know now. They know why, because I, I guess because they either went to my website, because I, I mentioned their product in my book, and all they had to do was do a Google search of their own product and to find my article I wrote on it, you know, so. Yeah, that's good to know. Thanks for sharing. Well, it's just kind of interesting that after I came out with it, they figured it out. I don't know if that's, maybe that was a coincidence. I don't know. But I'm good at finding out why. Why, why we get anemia, why we have chronic fatigue, why you get heart disease, why, why, why? You know, I love that. I, I just don't like somebody telling me you need to eat your vegetables. Why? Because they're alkaline, because that alkalizes your body. Right, yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, Linda, for taking your time to share this today. I hope um, I was, I hope I was clear and I hope people were able to understand. There's articles on my website. My website's free. My book's free for the download. You just have to click on it and then save it. And it's yours. And you can share it with people. I do, I do not mind. People need to know the truth about the most common cause of cancer and disease, which is mycoplasma and how to kill it and why you get chronic fatigue, why you get anemia, why, 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 why you can't sleep at night, why you're depressed. Why you have no libido? Yeah. Yeah, check out her website, yeah, lindamanuel.com. And yeah, um, in close, yeah. Linda, um, as you know, this, this podcast is about empowerment. It's about people um, learning, you know, other perspectives so they can make the best choice kind of for their health and their life. And um, in close, do you have, do you have a message of um, empowerment or what would you say to, you know, people who want to empower themselves? Well, you know, half the battle is learning what's causing it and that there are treatments that you can reach out that are accessible. You don't have to go on suffering, being sick. You take control of your own medical, like medical freedom. We've lost that. And you can take charge. You can make your own well, you know, wise decisions. I mean, I don't want people going out there and if they're really sick, you really do need to, I would see an alternative doctor at least get advice there, but I don't, I don't recommend somebody just going cold Turkey off a of medicine. You know, you have to mm-hmm. be under the supervision of somebody that knows about drugs that knows the re- effects, but just knowing the cause and that there are effective treatments and there's many ways to get well. And it just what resonates with you. Very good. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, Mary.
Appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners um, for, for tuning in. And if you've enjoyed this, click on the subscribe button and um, leave a comment below. Let us know what, what resonated with you. And thanks again, Linda. You're welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for helping people.